The peace of our Lord be with you. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Every three years, the lectionary places in the path of the church throughout the world those words from this morning's gospel lesson. And every time they roll back around, they sound at first unreasonable and impossible. But then, when we read the entire paragraph to which that impossible sounding sentence belongs, what we see is that when Jesus says in Matthew 5:48, be perfect, therefore, as your Father in heaven is perfect, Jesus is not calling us to live flawlessly, which none of us can do. Rather, Jesus is calling us to love completely, which all of us can do. The paragraph which ends with Jesus saying, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, begins with Jesus saying, You have heard that it has been said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy." But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who hurt you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven, who sends rain and sun on good and bad. It is at the close of those words about the indiscriminate love of God that Jesus says, be perfect, therefore as your Father in heaven is perfect. In this case, a call not for us to live flawlessly, which none of us can do, but for us to love completely, which all of us can do. In fact, Though it may sound hard and heroic, to love as God loves is neither as heroic or as hard as it sounds. In my experience, to love all people as God loves all people really just requires us to see all people as God sees all people. And the way to see all people as God sees all people is to get up every morning and pray every day, over and over, all through the day, for God to help us to walk in the Holy Spirit. 
pray that way and live that way long enough and eventually to love all people as God loves all people which once seemed impossible to us will become impossible for us not to do. It can happen, and it does. What once sounded like Jesus' most unreasonable demand will become our most instinctive response because the daily prayer and practice of walking in the Holy Spirit, living constantly open to the Spirit of God, will eventually, not all at once and once and for all, but eventually, if we live long enough, cause us to come to see all people as God sees all people, which will then cause us to love all people as God loves all people. Which doesn't mean approving of or tolerating anything and everything. To the contrary, to love as God loves is to love people enough to tell them the truth and to love the truth enough to stand up for whomever is most vulnerable and marginalized by standing up against injustice, hatred, oppression, and fear. Sisters and brothers, when you hear me say love in this house, do not think the warm and fuzzy noun of Valentine's Day. Think rather the clear and courageous verb of Good Friday. As I was sitting with all of this earlier this week, my mind wandered. They tell me that happens during sermons. <laughs> Back to my hometown, the life I lived there, the faith which formed my life there. Like Jackson and most other cities in the American South, Macon, Georgia was and still is home to many fine churches and per capita, as many dear and sincere Christian folk as any city in the country 
And yet, in spite of, or perhaps because of, all of those churches and Christians, if someone in our town had an adult child whose life made them different from the comfortable majority, it was not uncommon to hear the family at some point say, we hated to see them go and we missed them. But honestly, we encouraged them to move to New York or Washington, D.C. or someplace like that where it might not be as hard for them to be who they are as it is down here, you know, in the Bible Belt. But if the Christianity, which filled the air and the water in my hometown, had actually embodied the spirit of Jesus, the real Jesus, the Jesus of this morning's gospel lesson, the exact opposite would have been true. Families in New York or Boston or L.A., would have been saying to their loved ones whose lives had left them outside the comfortable majority, you should probably move to Macon or Birmingham, Tupelo or Jackson. You know, any of those cities in the Bible Belt where there are all those churches and Christians because those folk follow Jesus. And since they follow Jesus, they don't even see human differences because they just see all people as God sees all people. That is the kind of life to which our Lord Jesus calls us. When our Lord Jesus says in Matthew 5, 48, for us to be perfect, as our Father in heaven is perfect. A life which loves all people as God loves all people because it is a life which sees all people as God sees all people. I heard that kind of life and love captured in a single simple sentence a couple of months ago right here at Northminster as the sun was setting on December the 24th. I was out in the narthex waiting for the Christmas Eve service to begin when a young man who grew up here all his life at Northminster and had come home for Christmas came up to me, gave me a bear hug so big I came up off the floor, 
and then said to me, A few weeks ago, I was up in Oxford, hanging out with some friends one night, and somehow, don't ask me how, but somehow the subject of church came up. I started telling my friends all about Northminster and how being here all my life had changed my life. And then somebody in the crowd said, what do you mean going to that church all your life changed your life? To which our young man replied, being at Northminster changed my life because that is where I learned that if God loves everyone, then so should we. That is the life and love to which the Jesus of today's gospel lesson is calling us when he says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. That isn't Jesus calling us to live flawlessly, something none of us can do. That is Jesus calling us to love completely, something all of us can do. Amen.